0: Thank you. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Coffee Connections. My name is Seth Weiner, and I am your Roctioneer. Uh The clouds have cleared today. It's beautiful. I'm going to go for a run, hopefully. I'm going to try to fit it in. Uh, you know, folks, uh, it, the last couple episodes have been great. We've gotten some really great insights, and if you haven't Checked out our catalog. You can so easily, coffeeconnections.live or just go to our YouTube channel, which is super easy. YouTube.com slash C slash your Or just, you know, just Coffee Connections on Google. You'll find us. Um, but yeah, lots of good stuff. Um I wanted to i I'm gonna share a funny story though. I wanted to tell you. Uh so many folks always comment on the jacket, and they know that my shtick at, at events is to sell the jacket off my back. Well, this past weekend. At uh, the College Heights uh, preschool, Uh, their auction, they bought someone bought my jacket off my back, and then this is the first. uh, The friend who bought the jacket came up to me and really loved the shoes that matched the jacket. But wait, there's more. Then the person who bought the jacket at the last auction two years ago wanted the shoes, and then bought the shoes off the guy who bought the shoes off of me, and all the money. 100% of those proceeds went back to the school. So you never know what's going to happen in an auction is the bottom line. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Let me tell you about today's show. Uh, I'm really excited. It's an organization I care and is dear to my heart and I care about. Um, And so it is the ATL Collective. Uh, Micah Dalton is here with us, the uh, co-founder of the ATL Collective. He's also a lead singer and songwriter of Dwayne Shivers. Always a band to see in the winter. ATL Collective is a nonprofit that empowers and connects Atlanta's music community through promoting preservation, building relationships, and providing education. For over 10 years, ATL Collective has reimagined over 75 timeless albums and built a significant connection hub for the Atlanta's music community. All while doing this, ATL Collective has four programs. That cultivate key dimensions within Atlanta's professional music ecosystem. I love the way that sounds. So these four, and and uh, he's going to go into this for us. Uh, the Pre- preservation series, which are the live performances. Camp Collective, which is songwriting. Hump Day Hang, which is this awesome space for business professional development, uh, and. The one that I was a part of last was with the band fund, which was a uh, which is the crisis funding, which obviously, if anyone knows anything about musicians, is important. So let's bring him to the show. Hello, hello. Did I have you on mute? I, you're unmuted now.
1: Okay, all right. What's going on, man? Thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah, thanks for making the time. Busy man, three children, a wife, and a farm of musicians in Atlanta.
1: <laughs> Never heard it put that way, but I like it.
0: Yeah. Hey, before we get going though, it's coffee connections. You drink coffee?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I drink coffee. I have a very like.
0: Oh, let's check it out.
1: Uh, non non-descript coffee cup. And do you know why it's metal like this and large?
0: Mm, uh, no, I have no clue.
1: Well, I mean, you can have hot coffee on it, but I only drink cold brew.
0: Cold brew. Do you make your own cold brew?
1: No, I'm not. I don't have enough time to to uh, invest in that. But I do. I get. I'm not snooty about coffee. I just get the Kroger cold brew concentrate and mix it with ah, water.
0: We've got a winner. Our first concentrate. We've talked about this, and no guess oh, really? has has been the concentrate. I've been wanted to know. Like you get the whole thing, and then you just put a little bit in the water, right? Exactly.
1: And then you're done. And you can always add, you know, your milk, your cream, your Does oat take- milk, whatever.
0: Does it take a lot of focus to be able to do, you know, to add the concentrate?
1: Not as much as you would think. Uh, Not as much as you would think. You're, you're I love I that. Love um, that's a pun, right?
0: Uh, I mean, that's mm-hmm. all I got. I mean, you're low-hanging fruit. Yeah. You have so many. It comes, you know, growing up with a bunch of 80-year-olds, you kind of pick this stuff up.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I I mean, I, I, I like... Even at, like even if I'm buying a coffee at a coffee shop, my first thing is that I try the cold brew. If I'm in another city or anything, I'm, I'm just gonna go that route. Sometimes if it's like really really cold, I'll get like a cortado if I have the money. But like my day to day, Kroger, cold brew concentrate, throw and go.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, concentrate on what ATL Collective does. I'm gonna hand it over to you. Please share everything you can about ATL Collective
1: yeah so atl collective started back in 2009 uh myself and another songwriter named david berkeley who now lives in santa fe uh started having conversations around um you know how, how how can we build more community here in the atlanta area among songwriters and we thought it would be cool to try to just sort of in a, mo- in a monthly cadence, reimagine our favorite albums track by track, and then also introduce some of our favorite bands and artists along the way. So that that ultimately evolved into what we call the record flip now, the moment where we, you know, showcase local artists. So we started doing that in 2009. And, um, you know, started over time, I mean, really almost every month, just kept kept doing it regardless. Sometimes nobody showed up. Sometimes a lot of people showed up. Uh, initially we initially we tried like a food hook so we do like fleetwood mac and cheese and dr pepper's lonely hearts club band i like that any, you know any anything to kind of get people to pay attention and then sometimes like people would donate local food i mean one time we did a uh, johnny cash's Folsom prison record and had uh like refried beans and grits on cardboard you know and handed it out so it was, <laughs> like i don't know if anybody ate it but it was a shtick so Uh, That ultimately grew, you know, like we had residencies started to get like more of a residency style um, at like Eddie's Attic and then 2016 Terminal West. And then we people uh, began to call on us to to put on more like larger events. We did one with Delta and Atlanta History Center um, and some other some other outfits. And then three years ago, um, started to recognize the. Um, need and then both had a desire to kind of transition the um it was a small business but transition the, the organization to a 501c3 nonprofit in order to become more um mission driven as you heard with the program so we have kind of around publishing business professional development crisis funding and live performance and events so those are kind of those are kind of like our you know main programs that we that we put forth to um to kind of enrich the Atlanta music ecosystem. That's our goal. You know, we have a lot, long way to, to, to go, but that's our, that's our goal.
0: Now I want to talk a little bit more about some of these programs that you do. Let's start with, um, with the music itself. Uh, so what are some of the albums that, uh, you've done and, and what are the scale scalability of these shows?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, largely all the success of those, um, what we call the preservation series, a live, the live music events are due to our music directors. You know, uh, Robbie Hanley has been with us the longest and he's, he's really um, such a creative person, such a galvanizer of, of musicians and able to unite them in unique ways. Um, we also have Priska Struther and Kari Cabral-Simmons. Um, those folks have just really helped us. I just wanted to say that first kind of codify what we do from a music direction standpoint. Um, but we've done every, we've done all kinds of albums, you know, we've done, um, golly, I'm trying to think anything from, we just did like last month, we did Shadé's Love, Love Deluxe to the White Album, um, to, um, Three Feet High and Rising, um, uh, to Joni Mitchell's Blue. Oftentimes what happens is, you know, the music, the music directors will kind of envision sort of how they want to tell the, tell the story through music. So if it's a softer album that is really song driven and story driven you know smaller rooms oftentimes can be more intimate rooms can be a better setting for that um albums that have just like a grand scope a lot of personnel you know obviously larger rooms can can benefit from that but then also also albums that maybe sound sounded smaller um on recording like tom tom petty's wildflowers for example was scaled up to buckhead theater because there are you know, there's part of Tom Petty's, uh, large, you know, sound, his net sound, like over over the span of his albums, has that timelessness, that open air feeling, so mm-hmm. it fit really well at Buckhead Theater. So, I mean, they're really scaled on. We tried, we've done anything from like Elliott Street Pub, which is a hundred seats, you know, to <laughs> seats, a Delta, yeah, well, not even seats, right, standing maybe, like to Delta Airline Hangars, and I think that's why that's what's always uh. that's what's been really interesting about the project is. Also you know, you have to ask the question who who are we casting who who's coming together to to play and what kind of rooms would, would this specific mm-hmm. group of people r- what room would their voice really really speak so all those variables are kind of taken into account And, and the
0: musicians that. that are performing are they getting paid or is this a volu- are they are they volunteering their services to the organization yeah. to help raise
1: No, they get paid. Oh, okay. They get paid. So yeah, that's a big part of Part of what, what we, we do is, is is paying the paying the talent and musicians and artists that come together to do it so that they can continue to to do what they do.
0: And if I understand correctly, uh, you're starting in maybe a new program or a service or something in that vein so that if someone has a, a gala coming up or an event or a function and they want to hire a band, they can reach out to you all to get some musicians put together and help. In that in that sense too, so not so much a booking, but ty- providing opportunities for musicians and you know so many career-oriented musicians here. You know, yeah,
1: yeah, no, no, definitely. I mean, if we can't if we can't you know do it or help based on based on what we do, like we we refer a lot of different bands mm-hmm. and acts and musicians regularly. So, and talk Take a little bit more.
0: Memory. oh Go ahead. No, no I was going
1: to say, having having just been around for a, a, a while, mm-hmm. you know, you you get a sense of. Who's good for what and and um, that type of thing. So that that's neither here nor there. But I just wanted to mention.
0: Yeah, and so so that's preservation series. Now talk about this camp collective. And I think camp collective, I'm thinking summer camp, but that's not what this is.
1: <laughs> no, I wish it was, man. I wish we had some uh, some uh, some programming, some athletic programming, or something that could go along with the the camps. But um, yeah, so the camp collective uh, concept was sort of was uh, brought to me a couple years ago by by a he's a singer but also a, a a manager named Steve Sparrow but um yeah we we basically the concept is we um outfit different studios and rooms with um producers engineers and then we kind of curate the writing rooms like we kind of try to curate our our shows in a way that models the sound of Atlanta that connects people that hopefully some some people will, will have previously known each other, but the goal is to get many this many people introduced that didn't know each other before. Uh, very Nashville and, of you, yeah, very Nashville of me. And having having done a lot of sessions up there, learned a little bit about how it works. But but also want want to want to make it feel Atlanta as well. You know more more true true to the true to where we are. So you know we uh, we did that over in December of this past year. Um, we we got everybody to write to they had the choice to write to a brief, which was Stevie Wonder's Songs of the Key of Life, which is kind of a, a, an album that means a lot to our, to our like kind of family, ATL Collective family, just cause it covers so much. It's like yeah. such a huge record. Uh, so we, we resourced for this camp, we resourced, which means, you know, paid six producers, um, had 30 plus writers that were in the camp and then over 40 new collaborations happened. Hmm in difference in different studios in atlanta i forget how many we were in i think we were at i think five or six studios as well all in over the course of the month so wow and, I, and you it... know you know you said very natural you. that's totally right because the writer room or backstage is really like i can look at when i was touring and traveling that's really where all my most of my relationships were made in uh-huh. music where i got a touring opportunity or was introduced to a to a, a manager or somebody else that can help kind of move me along. So we're really just trying to design those in a way that is relationally driven rather than like, you know, there are a lot of writing yeah. camps, a lot of performance opportunities that, that are more about, you know, people are kind of competing, trying to get ahead and whatever. We, we want to try to just create like a safe environment for people to low key, mm-hmm. get to know one another, you know, have to make, you know, make some opportunities happen and, and you know, grow, grow in their career.
0: And what about the caliber musician? Are we talking, uh, for everything from beginner to advanced? Are we talking about national touring artists that are stopping by and, and providing, you know, you, we're talking about the Kevin Kinney's. What are we talking here? Right.
1: In, in the camp in the writing camp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that runs the gamut. So we had anybody from Dan Gleason, who's in the band group love and, um, a new artist <laughs> named Abe Parker, who I think just is, um, is doing really well right now to kids that just came out of college. Mm -hmm. that uh that are like you know they don't they've never been part of a writing session and they send in their SoundCloud link and (laughs) we thought man this would be a cool you know in the spirit of collaboration this would be a cool connection let's put these people together and I think it's it's fresh for the more experienced artists because whatever you know they're they're in the rhythm of maybe traveling and and doing what Mm -hmm. you do when you're established artists with these younger people who are Bringing in new perspectives on music, like they're not even they may not even be thinking about how music is made the same way, yeah so it's it's really cool, I think what normally happens in the music industry, at least in my experience, I don't think this always happens, but you know you end up just like you do in life you 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 go to your people, you mm-hmm. think like your people, and you make things like your people, <laughs> so we try to break that up a little bit
0: and and then to move these artists forward in their careers, you've established. The Hump Day Hang, which is a business professional development program. I am fascinated by this. I think it's great. And uh, can you share more about that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I mean, I still I still think we're admittedly working to design this in a way that is not a networking event. <laughs> because I think um, there's great networking events. Those they serve their purpose. I don't mean to be disparaging towards them. But the idea of Hump Day Hang is to... Um, bring people together first and foremost to to build community and second to hear, to hear from kind of specialist voices on topics that, um, you know, feel pressing to, to the music community. So we've done everything from music and mental health to TV, uh, TV, film and licensing to, um, music marketing through like MailChimp, which is who has been a sponsor, sponsor of ours. Um, So sometimes you'll have uh, artists that are part of those programs. Sometimes you'll have artist representatives that are part of those programs. Um, But it's really about, you know, providing resources so people can come into these spaces and solve problems relative to the business pretty quickly um, so that we can kind of be a Sherpa um, as it were for, for them to make that next step. And then, you know, to build like the relational infrastructure and, around that to kind of have the support as they go back out on the road or do the next thing. So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of the gist of hump day. Hey?
0: Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I can see where that could be very beneficial, especially like someone that's just like, well, I never issued a contract before and having yeah. that lawyer there to be like, all right, here's a couple of things you want to have in your contract. And if you want a professional contract, you can hire me, but here, if you're doing it, like make sure you got these 10 things in there. Um, yeah. there's yep. always some nuggets there. And then, you, and then finally you've got the, with the band fund, uh, which is crisis funding, um, and to me, this reminds me of the Giving Kitchen in, uh, in Atlanta, and I love I love the comparison of ATL Collective and the Giving Kitchen because I believe that the ATL Collective has the uh, the opportunity to be to the music community, what the Giving Kitchen, who's also a prior guest, check it out. Coffee Connectors alive, uh <laughs> Giving That's Kitchen good. is to oh. the restaurant community uh and so with that said how, how, i mean just talk a little bit about what with the band fund is and then how do you manage that your funds go you know you got these you're, it's almost different organizations in one hand you're you know you got musicians that are doing stuff and you're helping them out and then you got this fund to you know a band gets their van stolen and loses all their gear and they come through town and you're going to you know help them get new gear so talk a little bit about that too
1: yeah well like humbling that you would com- compare uh giving kitchen to to um to what we're trying to trying to do i did they def- definitely are like an inspiration you know and 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 um i think are serving a similar uh type of type of type of folks that that, that we are um yeah the crisis the crisis funding is definitely not something that we planned on doing i mean it, it was catalyzed by covid and it was um just built out of the reality of it's like a lot of people like there was so many unknowns at the time and a lot of a lot of musicians live uh paycheck to paycheck so if nothing else you know <laughs> we wanted to pr- provide a stopgap for where people people may not be able to something something happens it's just unavoidable comes out of nowhere that need and they need to kind of we need to stop the stop the boat from sinking so that they can, they can pull it ashore, get back in and go back out. So um, in terms of how, how it's composed there for a long time, we had a um, kind of a committee that met um, to go through intake. Um, It's just kind of a a mix of, um, you know, staffing board members that help um, receive those intakes and and think through um, how to support them on a case by case basis that I, I think it's really been the design of it's really powerful because we, we are, we are local and, you know, we have the ability to have, have folks like reach out and, and talk through kind of the situation and, and solve like that, you know um, you know, and we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to keep considering how the, how the fund functions and you know, how, how it, how it exists mm-hmm. on our priority list. Um, but you know, Seth, you helped us raise $50,000 for it. So, you know, we got it. We obviously we got to pull you back in. To, uh, to <laughs> yeah,
0: well that, And that was the, um, that was a really wonderful event. There's a picture of it in the front end, uh, at, uh, it was DOS barbecue. Um, was it, was it called? Yeah, we did
1: DOS barbecue, which you, you helped us, you helped us push that one. And then you also did our, our, um, virtual program. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And so, um, with with these that and that was you know that's a concert and traditional paddle raise fundraising you know really pushing that but um but yeah just the 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 idea of crisis funding though is so big because it's not just like you said musicians live paycheck to paycheck well, what happens when their car breaks down, what happens when there's a house fire what happens when i mean mental health is such a thing what and they and they and they need that um uh, and so the potential for a t l collective is so big, and I like that. You're not trying to do everything Uh, you're focusing. You've got four very unique programs right now and they're all functioning and you've got, you're building, you know, the the organization's developing and building more and more infrastructure, if you will. Um, But where, what's your, what's your goal? What's your vision with ATL collective down the road?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we, um, I mean, the goal, the goal, you know, the big, the big picture goal is that, you know, musicians would, And I think they already are i mean we're not we're not inventing anything new i think atlanta is just so special because it's the it creates just such amazing cultural products if you will like just culturally it's just such a vibrant place um i think we would be on we would be like honored to kind of step in as a helper by um um, making just a music helping make a music city that people More and more people wanted to relocate to not only because of the business side of it but because it was just like collaborative welcoming and really distinct so they could just easily join that yeah
0: and the collaborative piece it's uh if you look at the musicians uh you go to the website um i'll put it right here atlcollective.org and there's a bunch of case studies if you will or at least uh links to different musicians that are part of the collective um all different styles i mean you know rap funk blues. I mean, it's, it's everything. It's 88.5 to 101.7. You know there what I mean? There are. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't know why not the 105.9 because nah, I don't even know if that, are you serious? No, I'm XM. Ah, we're serious XM. So, all right. I get, uh, but let's get serious for a second and shift gears because it takes money to be yeah. able to do this. And you talked about how uh, you raise money with the, uh, with the band fund and doing live events but how else do you make money are you making enough money like say for example the valentine show the other day or the the women's uh, for international women's day you had uh, three women performing over at the um, uh city winery i mean are you making enough on ticket sales is that where the funding's coming from or are you doing grants or are you taking donations what's the deal how are you guys raising the money to be able to do all this
1: this is a, this is an awesome question for our new development director grace uh <laughs> But uh, I will say that we it it shifts. I mean, we've had a lot. We've had some really really generous sponsors through the years. Um, Mailchimp has been one of those. Um, we we have our t- some you know some of our some of our ticket ticketed events are net positive. Some of them are not. You know, we've taken some risks on doing albums that we thought were important that that maybe like you know, aren't like a huge blockbuster album, you know, but we we like taking those risks because we believe that like there's, there's voices that can be highlighted within the Atlanta music community that can bring it to life. Um, so it's like, yeah, the brass tax is like grants sponsorships. Yes. Ticketing individual donations, kind of, kind of a mix of all of those. Um, I think because we're an arts and music specifically a music organization and a lot of the programming we're doing, um, isn't like there's not a lot of people doing it sometimes mm-hmm. it can be like i still i feel like we're still working to capture the imagination of um some donors that aren't used to like giving to the arts or music like they are in other places like new york and um la but um we've been we've just been people have been even aside from that people have just been really generous to us and we have really active board members that help make it work so we're able to be pretty lean and, and follow through on what we want to do
0: and anyone listening or watching right now can go to atlcollective.org and make a donation as small or as large as they like. Um, and and don't you have a reoccurring uh, membership now yes. or a program like that? Talk a little bit about that if you don't mind.
1: Yes, there's a reoccurring um, donor program that we just that we just launched. You can check that out. You go to our website and on, click on the donate. That's right. <laughs> click on the um, the donate tab there. The tip jar I think is up in the corner. Um, and there's, there's perks that go along with that, you know, that you can, you can look into surf. So that's the most important. If you wanted to donate today, becoming a recurring donor really, really is what we'd encourage you to do. That's the most helpful for us. So go check
0: it out. And what's next for ATL collective. What's on the, what's coming up. What's on the calendar.
1: Yeah, we have a, um, we're about to roll this out on in communications here soon, but, um, we have kind of like a financial council tax prep night. um, mm-hmm on march the 30th that'll be a boteco since tax day is coming up in about a month here um we've got a um partnership show with did you have you had joe on the show non oh oh uh
0: wait so
1: joe joe alterman
0: oh yeah yeah piano player
1: yeah 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 okay. of course yeah we're doing a we're doing a, a partnership with with his you know the organization that he he leads ramana um, Naranana highlighting the sounds of chess records up at, um, Sandy Springs performing arts center. I believe that's that's later April, like the 23rd, I believe. Um, and then we're doing a couple other, like this, it'll all roll out. Follow us at ATL collective on Instagram. You can get that in your feed or sign up for our mailing list on the website, but we're going to do a community night, likely in April, that'll feature some talent, have some resourcing opportunities. Um, and then hopefully we'll get another Sunday supper, which is our crisis funding kind of program mm-hmm. have some free food for for musicians, talk to them about the crisis funding opportunity and have some good music along the way and then we've got our preservation series kind of running through the summer, and then you know camp camp collective will will you know hopefully end our year if we can get some funding around that too <laughs>
0: all right well, so. lots of good stuff uh thanks for all the work you're doing um is there anything that maybe uh we over? That we forgot about didn't that we didn't cover that you wanted to share? Oh, look That's at that. Weird. You took notes. You actually <laughs> Yeah.
1: I mean, I think if you are on if you are listening or, or watching this, you know, and you are interested in learning more about what we do, please reach out like directly um to me. I don't know if I yeah, Seth Seth has my information. But can I was. you, I would, off,
0: you go to, you got the atlcollective.org? Yeah,
1: just email through there, atlcollective.org. I mean, I, you might be thinking like, well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence as someone who wants to support or reach out. But I, I think if you're, if you believe that music can truly bring people together, especially in the cultural moment we are we're in, um, and if you believe that preservation can can be a part of something that that really matters for a place like Atlanta, those are things that are really valuable and where we, you probably already gathered that from where you've seen this going. So just would love to talk to you. You know, if, even if it's not a donor thing, there's opportunities to volunteer. There's opportunities to just, mm-hmm. Grab coffee, like like I'm doing with Seth. Uh, but anyway, don't hesitate and thank you. You know, thank you, Seth, for setting up. This is just so cool, man. That you set up people like this to to, to talk about what they're doing.
0: Ah, oh, no, it's my pleasure. Yeah, uh, I gotta fill up. A, you know, I gotta I, I gotta get a reason to drink coffee. Well, you <laughs> know, I'm, I'm drinking tea. It's a cheat. Uh, but you know, reach out to them, because, folks, you might have a business that is aligned for the music community, and this is a great there. Just brainstorm. I, I encourage you to, and, and this is with any of our guests here. If there's something that triggers in your head, get involved. And you don't, might not know how you want to get involved, but if you have that little tingle feeling, like you want to do something. You're not sure what. Just get on the phone, get in touch with the guest here, and uh, and and see what happens. Because you never know. You might find that um, you know you're a real estate agent, and there's a great opportunity to reach uh, the right people at the concert. So you just you don't know until you you go ahead and scratch that lottery ticket. That's perfect. Perfect. All right. So before I let you go, I, I close every episode with my guest picking and recommending a future guest, a nonprofit innovator in Atlanta, roll the dice. Who do you got? Who do you think? So who would you like to recommend?
1: About this. I thought about this. Cause I know your audience is probably, I don't know. I don't know who the audience is, but I would guess. do. Why? I, <laughs> <laughs> I would guess all I know it's just us. <laughs> hey, let's, let, hey that's, that's enough for me, man. Um, I know that there's likely, uh, some people who, you know, you have nonprofit leaders on here. So I, I I wanted to make my recommendation based off, you know, the challenges of maybe your run-of-the-mill nonprofit leader. So I would recommend Laura Green at Impact Vector. And she does nonprofit consulting. Um, and I've just been really impressed with her work. We, we've, we've talked about ideas and she always has great ideas, but also how to implement them. She's great on the strategy front. So I made that recommendation based off of,
0: yeah. assuming
1: that there's a lot of nonprofit leaders listening, in, So
0: yeah, that's great. Uh, I love that. I appreciate the introduction and um, and and your time. So keep up the good work. Uh, and uh, you know, with the organization as well as parenting three kids. That's um, I mean, I'm a divorced dad, and uh, and I so I, I have half a kid. I don't know. Is that what, what do you call it? I mean, and that's hard enough, you know. Like so, three. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Well uh enjoy uh the spring as it hits and folks we'll see you all oh uh next week AG roads um we're going to learn all about them and more and then also I wanted to let you know and this is a good one going off of the nonprofit um innovators uh we have an innovator for nonprofits jewels with a purpose uh they help organizations with risk-free packages of custom jewelry so everyone's like oh what do we do i don't have enough auction items uh this is a great opportunity to learn about how you can utilize their services and um victoria rosetti is here in atlanta so she'll be able to be at your events um and and sell that product and raise you lots of money but enough of that thank you for listening thank you for your time and everyone we'll see you the next time on coffee connections have a great day